Planning for time away from your blog can be super intimidating. Whether it's taking time away for a new baby, a big move, or a family vacation, keeping your blog running while you're away is possible with a little preparation. In this episode, I'm sharing how you can plan for time away from your business and specifically how I prepared my business, my blog, and my personal life for that time away. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Vine Podcast. Super excited that you are tuning in today, and I am honestly really excited to cover this topic. This was not something I originally planned on talking about, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that for all of us who run businesses, this is a topic where there is not a lot of information out there about how to prepare your business for a maternity leave or for any type of break away from your business. So that could be a vacation, could be something where it's unexpected or expected. There's a lot of different situations where you may need to take time away from your business. And I hope that this episode will be helpful in sharing some of the things that I did and some things that you should think about if you are taking some extended time away from your business. Now, for those of you who are brand new listeners to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I hope that you will also return the favor and share it with a friend so that this podcast can continue growing and reaching food bloggers like you. For my old listeners, thank you so much for always being here and being a part of this community that we are growing. My name is Madison Wetherill, for those of you who don't know me officially, and I'm the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios, where we build custom websites and brands for food bloggers looking to take their business to the next level. If you are a food blogger who is struggling to define your niche and your ideal audience, or a food blogger who is really looking to step up your website game and create a niched website that really can become a resource for your readers, then we would love to chat with you about how we can work together in the fall or in the winter of 2023. So as always, you guys can go over to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to learn more about how we work with clients, what our availability is, pricing, and all of that good stuff. And at the time that this episode is going out, we most likely will have our new website redesign live, which is super exciting. And I'm really just cannot wait for you guys to see the updated information and user experience and all the things that we do for our clients, but for our own website. So definitely go check that out and see if it is live. Now, on a personal note, which is something that I have been trying to share in most of these episodes, we may or may not be a family of five at this point. Now, it is really weird to be recording this almost a month ahead of time and not knowing 100% whether or not at this date we will have our new baby or not, but I am hoping for the best and hoping that we will indeed have our new baby with us by then because the date that you are listening to this episode is past my due date, but I've been there before with my second being almost two weeks late, so... Hopefully we are a family of five by now. You can go over to my Instagram at Grace and Vine if you want to see an update on that because that's definitely where I will be sharing that as I move into my maternity leave. And as I'm pre-recording this and just thinking about the upcoming season ahead, I am really excited for a slower season during this maternity leave. And it's something that is 
tricky to navigate again when you are preparing for time away from your business you're really preparing for a season of hustle followed by a season of rest and so with a pretty much the whole year so far has been a season of hustle for me in getting this business ready and just preparing the Grace and Vine team for time away. So I'm very much looking forward to doing a whole lot of nothing um, besides being able to just rest and recover and of course be with our newborn baby. And while there is a lot less sleep and more tiredness overall during this upcoming season of postpartum recovery, really the ability to slow down and enjoy those sleepy newborn days is something that I am really looking forward to and have planned a lot for over the last few months. So Throughout this episode, I'm going to be sharing some different areas that I think you should plan for and think about before you have time away. Now, I'm sharing this as sort of a general guideline, but I'm also sharing this based on what I specifically did to prepare for just about three months off for a maternity leave. And this is something that I think as business owners, if we are not intentional about, it is really, really easy for us to just take off a few weeks and then jump right back into our business. And there is no problem with that if that's what you want. But I knew for me in this season, I really wanted to enjoy this time and feel like I didn't have to jump back into work. If I want to jump back into work, I have plenty of projects that I could take care of and and do apart from the client work that we do on a day-to-day basis. But what I really wanted to do is not have anything that was pressing or anything that I needed to do in order to get somebody else what they needed to do to do their job. I wanted to really prepare for all of that ahead of time. And like it is with any baby, not knowing exactly when this baby would arrive and actually having my due date be right in the middle of a month, I planned for even more time than I necessarily planned to take just in case I needed the extra time, in case baby was late, all of that type of stuff, including planning extra podcast episodes for after, you know, I plan to come back to work, but making sure that I still have content that's ready for that first month back so that I am not jumping right back into recording podcasts and feeling really scrambled and frazzled because I really have no idea how I'm going to feel in the next few months. So the first thing that you probably will want to do when you are planning time away from your business is to plan financially. Now, as somebody who is self-employed, this is one of the trickiest parts of taking time away from your business. Even if you are not paying yourself a regular salary or maybe you don't even take money from your business, this is still something you need to consider because you have expenses that will continue to come in even if you are not generating new income for your blog. Now, for a lot of you, if you're running ads, of course, your ad revenue is going to continue coming in. Affiliate income might be continuing to come in, but what you might have slowed down is more of your client work if you are taking time away from your business. When it comes to planning financially, first you need to really figure out how long you're going to need to have your expenses covered. So if this is a planned trip, a planned sabbatical, maternity leave, whatever it is, you have to kind of know what that time frame is because if you don't know what that time frame is, it's going to be very hard to plan for it. So for me, this was tied into what we're gonna talk about next, which is client work specifically, but it basically ended up being that all of August, September, and October, I would not have any regular client income coming in from new projects starting. And so I needed to account for those months with my savings ahead of time. And this is for both paying myself as well as paying my team because they are all still going to be working while I'm away. Again, your situation may be different, but for me, these were the things that I had to keep in mind. I follow the profit first method, which I 
highly, highly recommend looking into if you're not familiar with it. The audiobook is fantastic and it's a really easy read, but essentially the concept behind this book is that you put aside your profit and your owner's pay first, rather than hoping that at the end, after all of your expenses, there's going to be money left over to pay yourself. It takes a little bit of a shift to think of your money in this way and to even move money around in this way, but it's something that I've been doing for quite a while. And I found that this really, really helped with saving towards what I needed to save for because I had allocations set up for each of my different accounts already, which again, something that you can learn about in the book, but it's important to mention here because it did affect the way that I planned for my savings. So I kind of shifted things around so that I was putting money into different accounts and I was kind of padding my savings a little bit. So again, the, the profit percentages don't necessarily matter if you haven't read the book, but before I was planning for this maternity leave, I was saving about 7% of my income towards just general savings. And in order to prepare for maternity leave, I increased that amount to about 33%. Now there's other allocations in places that things are going, but this was kind of my like fallback plan and money for covering the expenses while I was out. Now you also may decide that you need to save extra money for personal needs or expenses, depending on what your break is for. So again, with maternity leave, I could have decided that I had certain extra expenses that we wanted to have covered through my business or just extra money that I wanted to be paying ourselves to make sure that we had those expenses covered. So in order to make this process a little bit easier and to kind of get started with the financial planning, you want to figure out what your regular expenses are each month, which is hopefully something that you have a little bit of a grasp on if you have a bookkeeper or if you regularly review your expenses during your CEO time. But you want to take whatever that expense amount is each month and then multiply that by the amount of months that you'll be off. If it's a shorter break, like a few weeks, then this might be a lot easier to save for. But again, with something like a longer term leave, this is going to add up to, you know, a lot of money, depending on how big your team is, how much you pay yourself, all of that information. So first you need to know what those expenses are every month so that you can figure out if it's my expenses are $2,000 a month and I'm going to be gone for three months, I need to save $6,000 for a really simple example. The second part of that financial planning is what I mentioned a second ago, and that is planning for your client work. If you work with brands regularly to sponsor content on your site, or you do other client work like photography or videography, or even virtual assistant type of work for other food bloggers, then this is something that you're going to need to plan out. For us at Grace and Vine, we start new client projects almost every month, if not every other month, and client work makes up at least 90% of my income, if not more. So taking time away for a few months meant that I had to think about how we were going to schedule our projects around maternity leave and also how that was going to affect the finances of the business while I am away. And because my time away wasn't on a fixed date, we again kind of increased the amount of time that we are not doing client work like that in order to make sure that I wasn't you know, leaving in the middle of a client project or things like that or coming back too early for a client project depending on when the baby actually comes. So for us that looked like we were going to wrap up all of our client projects at the end of July and then start picking up projects again in the middle of October, which again gave me that you know two and a half to three months of time that would be ideal, but if it's cut a little bit short, it's not like I'm coming back in two weeks, I still will have a good amount of time to rest and recover before we jump into projects. And we also decided to take on less projects right before and right after the maternity leave just to make sure that I felt ready to jump back into those things. So you will need to decide how quickly you want to take on client work again when you come back and then base your schedule around that. You may also decide to increase your client workload before your time away if you're able to, to kind of pad your savings a little bit, or you may decide to increase your client work when you come back. It really just depends on the situation that you are planning for. 
Hey food bloggers, how would you like to end the year with your best quarter four ever? Every year when quarter four rolls around, you might find yourself scrambling to get ahead and actually enjoy some time away from your business for the holidays. Well, this year I have something that is going to help you prepare for the best quarter of the year. Sizzling Summer Camp is a free challenge to cook up your best quarter four yet. Throughout this challenge, you'll be walked step-by-step through what you need to do to prepare for having a successful quarter to wrap up this year. This is going to be action-packed with everything that you need to know and the steps you need to take to make sure this year ends on a high note. I do not skin the surface at all when it comes to sharing the best tips for making sure your content, your website, and your brand is ready for an exciting quarter. All you need to do to join this completely free challenge is head to graceandvinestudios.com summer to sign up. Now, a few of the things that we'll be covering throughout the weeks of this challenge are things like setting your goals for quarter four, making a plan for your content, a DIY website review and audit, raise your RPM and make more money, and a site speed tune-up. These are just some of the things that we'll be covering between the end of July and the beginning of October. We have different ways for you to get accountability throughout this challenge and plenty of reminders to take action so that you will see the results that you're wanting head over to graceandvinestudios.com summer to sign up for the free challenge. And you can also find a link in the show notes. Can't wait to see you there. Now, the next thing you need to think about and plan for is how you want your content to be handled while you're on a break. Now, this applies to all businesses that create content regularly. And for food bloggers, this is super important to think about long before your extended time away from your business because creating content takes a lot of time. If you already have a regular schedule of content that goes out, you can figure out how many blog posts you're going to need to have ready before your time away, and then you can work backwards to figure out how to get ahead. You'll also need to plan out your content calendar with those ideas before you're able to really get started on being ahead. I recommend adding at least a few extra weeks to what you're planning for. So again, if you're gone for three weeks, plan your content for five weeks so that you aren't already behind when you get back and start working on content again. In fact, in that case, you'll be two weeks ahead when you get back and you'll be able to hopefully keep up the rhythm of being ahead. Now, a note on just batching in general, I have noticed that in trying to plan for three months of content for both this podcast and for my food blog, it has made me realize how much more efficient I could be in general when it comes to content creation and how much more efficient I have been able to be because I have to. And so this is something that, you know, I talk about batching a lot on the show, but producing this amount of content really made me realize how essential the process of batching your content is. And really, if you want to create more content in your business, how essential that is. So pay attention to the way that you are batching your content, the things that are working, the things that are not working so that you can kind of keep some of those habits when you return and get back onto a regular schedule. The next major thing that I did was to prepare my team for projects while I'm away. Now, this may not apply to some food blogs, but if you even have one team member that you regularly work with, it's a really good idea to start that conversation early about what you want their role to look like while you're gone. If you have contractors or part-time employees working in your business, you may not have a contractual obligation to provide them hours of work during this time, but for my team and you may just want to do this for your team for morale, I wanted to make sure that each of them could maintain at least as close to the same amount of work as possible while I was away. So even though you may not be working during this time, it doesn't mean that your team can't be. And this is a really great time to catch up on projects that may get pushed to the bottom of your list for another time or 
you know, just things that can't normally happen in the day-to-day of your business. But it does take some preparation to be able to provide projects to your team before you're away, including giving them time to review the projects and ask questions before you're going to be unavailable. Here are just a few ideas of things that your team could work on while you're away that would still benefit your blog in general and would help to take care of some of those administrative things that don't always get taken care of as a top priority. Creating SOPs or standard operating procedures for your blog, adding alt text to images without it, updating old blog posts, preparing blog posts for after your return, reaching out to brand partners on your behalf, cleaning up other business assets like an outdated media kit, looking through your website pages to see which ones need to be updated, things like that, creating new pins for blog posts, or taking a course on something like SEO or Pinterest. Another thing that could be a great project for a team member would be going through and converting your posts from Classic Editor to Gutenberg. There's a lot of projects that feel overwhelming to tackle in the day-to-day, but can be great projects for your team to work on while you're gone, but still benefiting the overall mission of the blog. It's not like you're creating busy work for them to do while you're out. You're really letting them focus their energy and their time on things that are important to the business, just are not day-to-day priorities. Okay, so our last sort of section of things that I planned for is going to be a little bit more specific to postpartum and maternity in general, but I think you can probably use some of these tips to think about ways that you might have to prepare personally for time away. Because as great as it is to take a two-week vacation, it's always a little bit chaotic coming back from that. And so some of these things may help you if you're taking a longer vacation or something like that. And I wanted to share this specifically because I've done a lot of research on this. I've listened to a lot of podcasts on this topic. And again, I just think this is something that in the online business world, people don't talk a lot about. And I just wanted to share some of the things that are in my plans and that I think will help with the overall recovery and maternity leave in general. Because this is not something that I did a great job preparing for with the first two kids. So the brief backstory is that with my first, he was born at the end of October. And we were actually still living with my parents at the time because we had just moved to Arizona. And so between the timing of when he was born, it kind of led right into the holidays. But then I honestly just didn't have the same amount of preparation that needed to be done because we were living with family. So I didn't need to be really thinking about preparing for like my house to be taken care of or meals or anything like that. And then I just didn't have a lot of work going on at the time. I definitely had work that I needed to think about, but it was not as big of a deal at the time to take off some time from work or to take some time away from my blog either. And then with my second son, he was born in March and I pretty quickly went back to working on the blog, but that was kind of a detriment to my recovery in general. And I don't think that my recovery or that transition period really went as smoothly as it could have if I had taken things a little bit slower. So this time I plan to take things really slowly when it comes to recovery, not just like keeping time set aside to not be working, but also the physical recovery, not wanting to do things around the house a lot and things like that. And there's kind of a saying or a suggestion in the birth world um, to spend the first week of postpartum in bed, the second week around the bed, and then the third week around the house. And I know that that is not always possible or realistic for everybody, but for me, my husband is home with us and he is able to care for our older kids. So this is very much possible for me. The biggest thing is just making sure that I personally stick to this plan and that I really listen to, you know, my goals for this time period and also what my body is telling me. So some other things that I am doing to prepare personally, the first is preparing meals. And this is something that I feel like 
almost everybody talks about when they talk about maternity and postpartum care. But it's something that I've, again, never done for postpartum. I think in the first couple pregnancies, I figured that I liked cooking so much that I would want to get back to this really quickly, which may be the case, but it is an exhausting thing when you're not used to being on your feet and when your body is just in full recovery mode. And so... This time I've started preparing some freezer meals, making lists of things that we cook frequently so that either my husband can make them or if we have somebody who's coming over and helping that we have kind of some ready to go lists of meals that we regularly eat. And then we'll also have a meal train that our friends and family can participate in to bring food over. But my biggest takeaway with this is really that you can't prepare enough food ahead of time. And even just knowing that we will have one or two freezer meals per week for the first few months is going to be such a gift to ourselves. And so this is something that I really think you should be preparing for ahead of time if you are taking you know, time off for like a surgery or a pregnancy or whatever it is. One pretty big thing that I did to prepare for this maternity leave and postpartum care is that I actually hired a house manager within the last few months. So in our old house before we moved, we had a regular cleaning lady who would come every three weeks and we absolutely loved that. But in moving to our new house, we decided not to continue having that until we felt like we needed it and we were ready for it again. But I knew that I wanted to have someone who could be in our house and was used to the way that we do things in our house and could come over once or twice a week to help with just sort of the overall like daily management of a house. I feel like the term house manager makes it sound like way bigger of a deal than it is. Like I'm not talking about something a celebrity would have, but having our house manager, Amy, has been so helpful the last few months to just give me more time to do the things that I need to do in preparation for maternity leave or just to do things like homeschooling the kids or taking them to the library. It's just really given me the time and space to be able to do the things that I need or want to do while knowing that the housework is still getting done. So a lot of the time she will come over and she will run laundry for us and kind of reset the home from the morning. And then she usually will prep a meal or two for the week for us. And then she's also been helping me with preparing some of our freezer meals for postpartum. She'll also pick up groceries for us on the way to our house and unload them or run other miscellaneous errands and do some of the lighter housekeeping that is just not very easy to do at this point in this pregnancy. And neither are running errands with two little kids and things like that. So it's been a really good setup and I really wanted to have her kind of established in that role long before we had the baby so that when the time comes that we need that support during postpartum, we already have those routines established with her and she kind of already knows the things that we like because I know that I won't want to sit there and think about what kind of help I need during that time. I initially thought that I might hire a postpartum doula for this time period, but as I started to do some of the research about that, I figured out that it was going to make more sense to have somebody that was more of a long-term fit within our house, not just somebody who was going to be there for the first six weeks. And my particular birth team, which is a midwifery team, they already do a fantastic job at postpartum care and support. And so again, it just became something that I really wanted to have be separate from my birth and postpartum care and something that I could have more long-term. Um, I've always kind of wanted to have like a personal assistant who could help me with things like in person, not just in my business online. And so this was a really great way to test that out and see how it went. And so far it is going great. So I mentioned that because I think it's important to think early about the people that you might want to hire, whether that's in your home or in your business. And I mean, this is for if you are taking a long-term absence from your business or not, it's important to think about these things ahead of time because it does take some planning and you know, you might not land with the right person on the first try. 
So another thing to note about preparing personally is to really think about what you want this time away to be like. So for me, I knew that I really wanted this to be slow paced and kind of a rejuvenating time to connect as a family of five. And so that dictated a lot of the decisions that I made, like when I wanted to come back to work, how much content I wanted to plan ahead for, and ultimately how I planned for this leave. I think if I didn't have such a strong desire to have it be a slower season for us, I probably wouldn't have had the feeling to hire a house manager or to prepare as many meals and things like that. It would have just looked a lot different. So it's really important to think about what do you want this time to be like and sort of protecting yourself now from um, the decisions you might make in the future and just really thinking while you are still in a good state so that you can plan ahead of time instead of being a little bit more reactive in the way that you are planning. So that kind of covers the different things that I have done to prepare for this time away. I hope that this was helpful, if not just interesting to hear and kind of a more personal update and look behind the scenes. But I think for so many online business owners, this is just something that you don't really think about until you need to. And I would say that planning for this particular maternity leave was very felt complicated at times just with how much there was to prepare for. And so I hope that this episode will give you some things to think about and to prepare for as you potentially prepare for a time away or a maternity leave, whatever it looks like. So if you have questions about this or want to kind of chat with somebody who has been through this process of planning, I would be happy to chat with you about it. And you can connect with me over on Instagram at Grayson Vine if you have things that you want to ask. I'm an open book when it comes to this stuff and would love to help you feel prepared for whatever type of time away from your business that you are planning for. I will most likely be on maternity leave by the time this episode goes live, fingers crossed. And so Instagram is definitely the best place to connect with me for questions like that. Let me know if you guys liked this episode. It's something that is totally different than what I normally do, but like I've said a couple of times, I think this is a really important thing for business owners to think about. And I hope that it gave you some things to think and prepare for in the future. Until next week, friends, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.